Please note, if you're listening to this, you must be 18 years of age or older. This podcast contains adult themes and may include descriptions that listeners could find offensive. Thank you. Love is like a virus. It can happen to anybody at any time. Maya Angelou. Welcome to the Kinky Nerdy Polly Podcast. This is episode 23. This is G. This is M. And today we're going to be talking about polyamory in a plague. Well, polyamory, <laughs> the... polyamory in a pandemic. Uh, polyamory in a pandemic. I am still sleepy from my unplanned nap. That's all right, G. You know, the alliteration. I, I get it. You know, you want to just say any word that sounds like puh. Yeah, I got that puh sound going for it. Anyway, uh, I think the first thing I'd like to address is we did get some feedback from one of our audience members, Jeremy Dreamer, who was responding to our episode about work-spouse relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, wait, it wasn't work-spouse relationships. What was the episode about? I really should have prepared this beforehand. Uh, I think it was on micromanaging, or not micromanaging, it was on jealousy, micro-cheating. Micro-cheating and jealousy and compersion. It was that episode. It was that episode. Thank you, M, for being on top of our episodes and actually remembering what they are. So Jeremy Dreamer gave us some feedback about the work spouse concept from the our micro-cheating, jealousy, and compersion episode, saying that sometimes companies will encourage the work spouse relationship because they know it is easier to retain employees when you've got those kind of deep connections. And that he has encountered that uh, himself. That is a very good point. And I hadn't considered that beforehand. So we definitely appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Also, before we get started any further, let all of the audience members know that we are trying a new recording method. So please bear with us. Our sound quality might not be the greatest. Yeah. We are living in, in weird, socially distant times. And... We are still adjusting to uh, how to continue to produce this podcast while not being in the same closet. Yes, we do not get to be in the closet together. Which I'm quite sad about, because I miss your face. I miss your face, too. This really leads us into the whole topic of today, which is kind of this idea of what it's like to be polyamorous during a pandemic. And I had come up with this idea before... I actually saw an article about it in The Guardian. So The Guardian did have an article about being polyamorous, polyamory in a pandemic, and what that looks like from people who are having their lived experiences right now. And so I had come up with this before I saw the article, but then I saw the article and I was like, oh, there's definitely a lot to talk about here. Yeah. So one big factor, thinking about being polyamorous, is like choosing your partners to quarantine with. Mm-hmm. And when I read that article from The Guardian, which we'll post a link to it in our show notes, it made me think about, like, who would I want to be quarantined with? And it's really hard because, like, in the article, at the very end, the person shares their experience of saying, like, I would want to be quarantined with my primary partner. Like, that's the person I would want to be quarantined indefinitely with is my primary partner. 
And for me, it's simply not that easy to choose. So I can't make a kind of neat decision about it. And ultimately, I ended up staying here at my home base with X. And I'm really glad to have X here. But also, I really miss Yuji. And it was a really hard decision for me to not just come down there with you. And additionally, I think there's another factor too, is like thinking about who do your other partners live with? So for example, X has S here. And so they're nesting partners, but G, you don't have a nesting partner. I do not. So you are kind of on your own right now. Uh, yeah, except for my landlady and her cats. I did see a, uh, I apparently didn't include the link in the show notes, but I did see a sort of humorous uh, satirical take on this concept from a uh, website called Hard Times, which is kind of like The Onion. Oh, right. I've seen, I've seen that website. Yeah. I believe the title of the article is like, polyamorous person quarantined with least favorite partner. Oh, yes. I saw that too. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I will not lie. It would have been nice if you had come down here. Yeah. But I do think it's actually for the best that you stayed up in your home base due to uh, due to what happened here. Due to a complicated situation, yes. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of things to consider when you think about like what risks are okay. And I would say that if our situation had been a little bit different, I would have been okay coming down there. Even up till recently, up till the recent thing. And even X had said that he would understand if I went down to visit you, um, as long as we're both being okay. Like, you know, we're being risk aware and taking precautions and everything. And I actually, I was talking to one of my friends who I recently reconnected with, which is one of the, the blessings of this pandemic has been getting back in touch with people. And she was telling me about a situation with her partner. And ultimately they, at first they decided to not see each other at all because they wanted to reduce risk. And then they decided just the other day, she just updated me that they decided to see each other. And I see a lot of people saying, oh no, that's bad. That's wrong. Don't do it. If you're not living with them a hundred percent of the time, don't go see them. But I will say like she says, the reason for this is that the virus related risks do not outweigh the mental health related risks to keep isolating. And I think this is a really important topic because some people already have mental health issues, or even if they don't have mental health issues, being isolated is a very mentally stressful situation. And so she ultimately decided that actually it would be better for her mental health to go see her partner. And I have a lot of compassion and respect for polyamorous people who do choose to visit other partners. And I would say as long as they're being absolutely risk aware and they're minimizing potential harm to others... Yeah, I mean, I can completely sympathize with wanting to see your partners in order to not either spiral into depression or lay awake at night with your anxiety going through the roof. And not that I have any personal experience with that. Oh no, certainly not you. For sure, not. But I think, for my purposes, it's hard to start justify the risk of seeing either you or R. And I can't see T at all right now because she's in a completely different region of the country. Because, you know, you have several risk factors when it comes to this COVID-19. 
Yes, I am immunocompromised. Yeah, and R is in the healthcare field and has a higher than normal risk factor for for getting COVID-19. Yes, this is definitely, it's a hard time. And um, for those who are tuning in, and if you've been personally affected or if a loved one has been affected or a friend or an acquaintance or, or a friend's acquaintance, whatever, who cares, friend's family member, this is a really hard time. So there's people who are at risk, who are at higher risk in multiple different, you know, areas. I actually had just, I don't know, I know I'd heard somebody's somebody's friend had gotten COVID, but then my friend had said that his mom had gotten it. So, uh, you know, that's, I don't know, it just feels, you know, it feels real when you, especially when you're hit closer. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm especially concerned about my parents. They're both, you know, sort of at risk from, from this disease. And my father is not particularly good at taking care of himself. And he is usually very, a very social creature, so he likes to go out and you know talk to people. So I was a little concerned about how this uh, social isolation would affect him, but he seems to be handling it all right. That's good. Actually, as you were just talking about, like your dad likes to be more social and maybe he's more extroverted. I was thinking about something too that has been coming up lately is like, I see a lot of people posting of like, oh, introverts are loving this. Introverts have been doing this forever or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. But all of my introvert friends and all of my introvert partners are absolutely struggling right now. This is not a thing where only extroverts are struggling. I know that for X in particular, being quarantined here with me and S is difficult because we're here 24 seven, basically. So he doesn't get any introvert alone time. And that can be really hard. And for introverts who are used to being on their own, that's more of a choice. Like you had said, G, that there's a difference between putting yourself in the box versus being put, being forced to be in the box. Uh, Yes. I first heard that in the context of somebody was talking about, I forget what they were talking about, but they were talking about, as all cats know, there is a large difference between putting yourself in the box and someone putting you into the box. As somebody who who identifies as an introvert, I've also been struggling somewhat, a little bit to my surprise, I will admit. I thought this would be a relatively easy experience for me, because it wasn't like I was a social butterfly beforehand, and my schedule pretty much already kept me fairly socially isolated. I was doing this training program during the day, I was driving at night, and I really only got to see you or R. But you still got to see us, and you also occasionally got to see your friend Kay as well. Yeah. And as time has gone on, the lack of being with my... Like, the fact that I just can't be with my partners or my friends or... uh, and just, like, hang out with them. I know this This might sound strange, but I just like being... Like, we don't have to be doing anything, but I like just being with you. Like, sometimes I think we just, like, sit together and, like, play on our phones together. Yeah. And that's 
really nice, and I can't even do that. I know. It's like, yeah, sometimes I'll just, like, maybe I'll play the Switch or you'll play the Switch and I'll do work or vice versa. And just being in each other's presence is nice and it's refreshing. And, you know, now I do have some people here that I can be present with like that. But it's it was always nice when I could see a variety of people and not just, you know, kind of being confined to this this setup. So... I guess now we've just been very depressing and sad for the past 20 minutes, but let's transition to something a little bit more positive, which is that I think this pandemic is helping us polyamorous people see the importance of maintaining these connections with partners and figuring out creative ways to have connections. Yeah, I think while this has been difficult for me because one of my sort of main love languages is touch... I've been texting you and R and T more often. We've been doing more phone calls. We've done a few video chats. And we've even done some activities together. And I think we're also thinking about doing yoga together. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yoga, I obviously love yoga. So, gee, you had said that you were wanting to try some yoga. And I thought maybe we could stream some yoga and do yoga together. And you had you offered that. And I thought that that was a great great idea yeah i mean i'm it's it's not like i was the most physically active person before this all started but i am really trying to work hard on staying at least somewhat physically active and not just lay around the house in fact i did mention i did mention this to r and r also expressed interest in doing yoga with us okay though obviously their schedule is a little bit more variable than ours right for sure well, we could we could definitely see if we can maybe all get together and, you know, that would be a great time for me to spend time with my metamore, R. And yeah, we can definitely see if we can stream that all together, share a screen somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I will say like my main love language is not touch, but my main love language is quality time. So also that's very similar in a way because we don't get to do like activities together in person, like even going out to eat or together or for us going on a hike together is impossible. I was able to go on a hike with X today, um, which was very nice for me, but I'm not getting as much quality time with people. So definitely finding like video chatting. I've been video chatting people more in general and friends as well. I've been doing ring fit, um, which is a fitness RPG for the switch with a friend over video chat. So we can sort of do it together and then GU had set up, you know, some one-shot RPGs to do. Uh, yeah, I've set up, I set up a Discord server so that, and every Sunday I've been running a uh, one-shot RPG, not only for myself but for other people who are who are socially isolated, so that you can talk with new people and get to, uh, you know, role play as. Somebody who's not living in a house by themselves with a landlady and four cats, three cats. I'm sorry, one of the cats left. And you know, it's been a it's been a nice distraction from the training I've been doing and the social isolation of just like concentrating. It's like, oh, you know, here's this new fun one shot RPG. What would be the best way to run this? And you you've been in a couple of them. Like, do you think they're they're going all right? Yeah. Well, I was just in the one the honey heist, uh, which was pretty interesting. I did not join the last one, which ended up 
the last one, uh, the one before this one, mm-hmm. because there was a lot of people going to that one anyways. But um, yeah, I think I had fun on the first one. I think Discord is an interesting avenue, um, an interesting way to do this. I definitely enjoyed connecting with people, people that I hadn't connected with in a while and new people as well. So that was a lot of fun for me. And I also get to spend time with you by doing that and also R as well. So that's really nice. I do think I would like to get up the courage to actually run my own at some point soon. I keep saying that. I'm sure I've said that in like three or four other episodes, but like I've been wanting to run Golden Sky Stories. Yeah. So I want to try to like actually get up the courage to do that at some point. Yeah. And I know at least part of your trepidation is like, I've done so much RPG stuff. Like you're welcome to just run that without me. I think our expressed interest in the, in golden sky stories. So you could, you know, pick up R and a couple other people just run it and just sort of see, see the feeling of, uh, of running a, of DMing yourself. Although there is a benefit to having you because you're more experienced. There are definitely like hints and tips and like, you can, kind of help me out if I get stuck I think because you're you're pretty good at that yeah I I did I wasn't I don't get to play that often I'm kind of a forever DM but I was in K ran a my friend K ran a uh the expanse RPG in a couple of one shots Mm -hmm. and uh the first one I definitely I realized about halfway through I was just being a little bit too extra and uh stealing the spotlight a little bit too much so i had to like tone down my character so it's it's not like i'm the perfect player but you know yeah sorry i I would Uh, totally go ahead sorry uh but yeah you know i totally enjoy playing in golden sky stories or if you want to do sort of a not dry run but sort of test the waters without uh, without me i'd be i'd be fine with that Yeah, I'll think about it. I was just, sorry, I was adding more notes because I was thinking about people who are maybe not in our position in terms of polyamorous things. Other things that I had seen in terms of the polyamory realm in this pandemic is like that there's been an increase in like sexting and like doing things over video. Yeah. Um, Because we had talked about like video chats, like normal video chats connecting, yay, quality time. But also for people who are more sexually involved with their partners I was just thinking that uh, those are other creative ways to do that if you are not quarantined with your partner. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of avenues to try to keep the sort of sexual connection going. Um, You know, there's sexting, there's sort of dirty talk. You can do role play. Yeah, Sexual role play, I guess I should clarify. Uh, since we were just talking about role-playing in another sense. (laughs) Yes, good clarification. (laughs) Also, like, I know that the hypnosis community does a lot of stuff over video, too. So, like, you know, using these avenues is definitely a thing for those who are sexual and vanilla, as well as those who are kinky. Um, You can do kinky things over video. And something else, too, that I had just thought of is that um, I was talking to X about this, about uh, WeVibe, which are sex toys where you can control them with um, an app. So like someone who is in another state, if they're quarantined with another person or, or whatever their situation is, um, and you have their you know consent and everything, 
you can sort of use this we vibe. Have you ever used one of those? I have heard about it and I have seen videos online of people doing it. I have not uh, used it myself. Okay. It yeah. definitely seems like a definitely seems yeah, like it what? definitely seems like a way to not only help sort of keep a sexual connection, but also like maybe help keep a DS connection going. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because if one person has kind of more control over that, yeah. I had actually, I've never like been on the receiving end of that, but I have been able to control someone else's wee vibe before. Okay. Um, which was interesting. We weren't in any kind of formal relationship. It was just an experimental thing. Yeah. But yeah, it seems pretty interesting. So I think X and I might be trying that at some point, even though we are in fact quarantined together. Yeah, I mean, you still need to, even if you're quarantined together, you still need to work on maintaining your relationship. Right, especially because we're together all the time. Yeah. those That ends up being like a whole new problem as well. Yeah. Something else, too, about being polyamorous, maintaining connections, like making new connections with new partners during this time is obviously complicated. I know several people who were looking forward to meeting people had started flirting with people on OKC or Tinder. And now, you know, they're all quarantined separately and can't even go on a date. So that can be a little frustrating. Well, in that vein, I actually can offer a suggestion. Oh, go for it. There is a subreddit, which I believe goes by P for P, which is polyamorous for polyamorous. Oh, interesting. I've never heard of that. So you can set up you can put up an ad saying, you know, I want to chat. And there are and there are other subreddits that are you are for the same purpose of sort of like just meeting new people. Uh, let me just double check that the that I'm I'm citing the correct subreddit. Yeah, I had never heard about that before. That's really cool. I'm not citing the correct subreddit. The subreddit is actually called Polyamory R for R. So it is a subreddit for polyamorous people to try to connect. Uh, and there are various other subreddits that also do the same thing, like R for R, and there's various ones devoted to different chat platforms. Okay. So I'm not going to say it's a silver bullet to meeting new people during a pandemic, but it is an option if you want to pursue it. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so there are definitely tools out there. I guess we're relying a lot on these online things, Reddit and video chatting, Zoom and Skype and... All this is definitely making us find new avenues. Playing board games online together. I've heard several people doing that with their partners or friends. Uh, yeah, there, there are several tools for that. I just downloaded Tabletop Simulator. And I've also been playing some games on uh, Board Game Arena. Which, you know, if you want if you want to sign up for, for Board Game Arena, I'd, I'd happily play games with you on that. Yeah, I think I'll try it at some point. Yeah, and before we started recording this uh, podcast, we've also talked about doing a Magic the Gathering draft together. Yeah, that sounds super fun. We can get our nerdy polyamorous selves fulfilled. Yeah. Now we just need to make it kinky, too. Well, you know, you can... I don't know, we could just... Uh, I could, like, assign you a punishment for, like, every time we lose with the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. We got to get creative with that. Yeah, I mean, we just came up with the idea, so we got time <laughs> to workshop it. I I will say, like, one, if you don't mind me transitioning a little bit, 
is this has made me sort of realize like this part of uh, as I mentioned before on the podcast, like I am something of a sadist, but that side of me has kind of been real dormant for the past like. Uh, Can you repeat that? What few side months? has been dormant? Uh, my sadistic side. Oh yeah. And uh, for very like my life has a lot of stress right now, so it it's not surprising to me that's that's kind of fallen to the wayside. But, you know, as we're socially isolating, I think it's helpful to, like, reevaluate what your needs and wants are. Because, you know, the (laughs) situation, the world has changed dramatically. (laughs) And uh, what you need and want in this new world might have changed as well. So it might be good to do some, to do some introspection about that and, you know, try to... Uh, anticipate how your needs and wants are going to change in these in these socially distant times. So how have your needs and wants changed, G? What's new for you? That is a great question, and one I probably should have thought about when I put this note on the uh, show notes. <laughs> uh I've definitely felt a need to try to communicate with my partners more. I think you can attest to the fact that I've become a better texter. Absolutely. And also like asking me almost every day if you if you can call me has been really nice. Yeah, I will admit I was a terrible texter before this all started. And now I'm really sort of like doing a lot more texting, a lot more. It's become, I'd say it's become something of a need of mine to try to like work really hard to sort of maintain my connections with my partners. And, you know, even if being real honest, like it's not like a whole lot changes with me on a day to day basis. But, you know, just being able to fill you in on like how my day is going and you telling me about how your day went. It's, I'd say it's become like a real need to try to like maintain that connection with my partners. Yeah, I can understand that. I think for me, my wants and needs have also shifted a little bit. I definitely want to connect with you more over text and video and call when possible because I'm not obviously able to see you in person. So in terms of trying to prioritize our communication, like there's definitely been times where you've asked if you can call and I've been in the middle of a thing, but I've decided that I really want to talk to you and I'm going to prioritize that. So I've stepped away from whatever I was doing a couple of times just because it was more important for me to like get in that time talking to you. And also in terms of like living here, I've had a personal need to take care of my physical health a lot because I know that for me personally, and everybody's different, but for me personally, because this is a really mentally stressful time, I know that taking my care of myself physically can help my mental state. So I've been going on more walks and I've been prioritizing like working out a little bit more. And I know that I also, this isn't necessarily a need, but I definitely want my partners to also be, you know, taking care of themselves the best that they can right now. So, you know, going on a walk with X today or, playing ring fit with him or doing yoga with Yuji, that all means a lot I mean, you've also been... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I mean, you've also been encouraged... I've told you I've been going on walks, and then you've been encouraging me in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you being very receptive to the idea of you doing yoga together is also 
encouraging to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that also reflects a a different aspect of my need to try to connect with my partners because, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't, I don't have, like, it's not like I have a burning desire to do yoga, (laughs) if that makes sense. But I know it's something you enjoy doing. And you, if I remember correctly, you said you were were a certified instructor for a little while. Yep. And, you know, I'm trying to remain physically active. And it felt like a good way to sort of mesh uh, being physically active with maintaining my my connection with you. Yeah, I think that this is uh, another really important thing about being polyamorous in this pandemic is that now, or even, you know, even if you're not polyamorous, even just being monogamous, but if you're quarantined apart from your partners or with them tapping into their different interests and engaging with those like me doing the one shot or you doing yoga or whatever it is, you know, figuring out what is it that we haven't explored yet or something new that we can try together that helps to build the connection. And also it's just like, you know, it's a fun new way to do something while we're all in this very weird socially distant times. Yeah, I'm trying to. I've I've started playing uh, some. I've started playing some video games with T, and you know, trying to figure out our schedule is you know very fluid at this time. So it's a little bit harder to sort of establish a an activity for us to do together. But you know, we've been talking on the phone a lot. I'm glad that you're able to still connect with both T and R right now. And also thinking about our situation and all of those who are in the medical field or who are in other essential positions, like those who are working in grocery stores right now, you know, if you're polyamorous and you have a partner who is in one of these essential positions right now, it can be extra difficult for so many reasons. And so definitely want to give a shout out to everybody who is, kind of carrying society right now, all of those essential people. Yes. The, yeah, do your best to take care of yourselves. I realize these are stressful times that we're living in, especially if you uh, have to have to work in order to, in one of these uh, frontline jobs. And by frontline, I'm including like not only healthcare workers, but everybody who has to like garbage truck drivers, grocery workers. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, Food delivery people. Everybody who's working on sort of those front lines. Like, I can... I I, I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, I hope you're able to stay safe throughout all this. And I hope that maybe after when all this is done, there will be better wages for everybody and (laughs) better improvements in healthcare and better everything. I hope that, you know, I'm very optimistic right now. I know that's not necessarily your take, G, but I think we, we like to have a more optimistic tone, so I'm trying to have a more optimistic tone here. Yeah, I mean, your your tone is perfect for the podcast because, you know, my tone is all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, it's it's nice to have at least one, one optimistic person in my life. Maybe that's something that we need is sometimes we need uh, someone in our lives who can be a little bit more cynical and real or realistic or something and and we need someone else to be the optimist and the idealist yeah i mean i do think we i think we do complement each other quite well in in that regard you are generally more optimistic and i am gen well 
I don't want to say exactly pessimistic. I don't expect the worst thing all the time. But I do expect the worst thing most of the time. Uh, <laughs> so I think we sort of balance each other out well in that regard. Yep. I will say, G, though, it's been really difficult because it's not the same recording this over the internet and not being in the closet with you. Yeah. I want to be back in the closet. You said for the first time in your life. (laughs) The actual physical, literal closet, of course. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Should we wrap this up then? Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Um, Unless there's something else you want to add. No, I think we covered most of it. The main point being that being polyamorous in a pandemic is difficult. And, oh, you know what? There was one other thing that there was that humorous take that you said as well earlier about the polyamorous woman in the uh, quarantine, uh, quarantine with, least with least favorite least boyfriend. Least favorite boyfriend. There was another kind of humorous thing that I saw as well. Oh, gosh, what was it? Oh, polyamorous people forced to consider monogamy. Uh <laughs> due to quarantine so yes but no actually that is a joke and i am not considering being monogamous if anything this makes me more sure that i'm polyamorous <laughs> so yeah if you like this content and you want more of it check out the link at the bottom of the show notes to tip us if you can but it's tough times right now for everyone so most importantly stay safe Uh, Yeah, and it's also really helpful for us if you can share with your friends or people who are isolated who might want to listen to some of our kinky, nerdy, polyamorous content and want some company in these strange, socially distant times. And with that, this is G. This is M. Don't be afraid to love how you love. Love what you love. And love who you love. If you'd like to get in touch with either M or myself, you can tweet us at KNP Podcast. You can find us at knppodcast.tumblr.com, or you can email us at kinky.nerdy.poly at gmail.com. <laughs> Angry yoga, Jesus. Now you can just imagine it like someone trying to do downward dog and Screamo is playing in the background and they're just like <laughs> ah! Yep. That's pretty much angry yoga. <laughs>